I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's Boomer and Geo on the fan and the CBS Sports Network. From the Built Ford Tough Studio, Boomer Esiason, Greg Giannotti, it's Boomer and Geo on the fan, simulcast across the country on CBS Sports Network and wherever you are in the free Odyssey app. Good Thursday morning. Yesterday, the Kansas City Chiefs parade turned into a huge news story and a terrible event as there was a shooting towards the end of the parade. I'm sure everybody has seen the news by now. Unfortunately, one person dying and then at least 22 others that were injured during the shooting, including a lot of children. So, unfortunately, a celebration that we have seen many times throughout sports and in Kansas City, the third time that usually goes off with just no problems and... Maybe you get a few drunk people and some normal chicanery turns into a tragedy yesterday. And unfortunately, what happens with these incidents is that it becomes a platform to for people to get across their political views and get on their soapbox. And they don't necessarily care about the victims. They care about how this can get across their agenda. And then as you watch the news or you open up social media that's what it's all about is is that and what i try to focus on during this and there's nothing i can do about it sitting here right here this morning and i can sit here and yell and scream and and blame this and blame that nothing's going to change but what i try to do is i try to think about the things that are important in this are the children that survived this that have been injured Are they going to get the proper care after this so this is something, this trauma that they're dealing with is not going to lead to a PTSD terrible life that they're going to deal with as you've seen in the past. The family of the person that died, those are the things that we should be focusing on because, I mean, that's real life stuff. Let's not just take this and say, well, this is why we need to change this and this is why we need to change that and this is why we need to change this. I mean, it's just, it's... It's horrible. And it was the worst of yesterday was the worst of what we are. And it's it's unfortunate because not only the shooting boomer, but then the reaction to it and how people are like, you know, damn, this is a great opportunity for me now to to jump in and throw my opinion out there and how to change the world because it's an election year and let's grab this thing and take it. It's just it's just flat out. Flat out sickening. Good morning. How are you? I can only think of one word, and that's heartbreaking. You know, and you think about uh, over a million people at this parade and so many people now that are affected by this. It's not just the people that were shot, but all the people that saw them get shot. Yeah. 
Uh, so there are going to be a lot of people that are going to be dealing with a lot of mental, mental health issues, and it's going to be just absolutely awful. And, you know, I, I'm not going to get into the political aspect of it at all. I'm just, you know, and I don't, you know, the thing is, is you say thoughts and prayers and everybody shoots that down, too, because that supposedly you can't have thoughts and prayers uh, in, in situations well, like this. it's not so much can. that. I think the criticism to that is that that, that is the... The default setting where people will throw that out there and be like, hey, look, see, I care about this. And well, I'd like then, to think we all care about it. Yeah. And I don't, I'd also like to think that, you know, guys like Trey Filter, the guy who, you know, dove on one of the guys yeah. and tackled him, yeah, yeah. Is, a, is an absolute hero. Yep. And, you know, that guy is just goes to the parade. He's there. And uh, next thing you know, he's on top of a guy who's got a gun. Mm-hmm. And and he tackles a guy, sits on him, and another uh, bystander comes in and helps him until the police arrive. And, you know, I felt bad for the mayor yesterday. I felt bad for the police chief. They had 800 cops out there. But if somebody wants to do something, and we've learned that here in this city, if somebody wants to do something, they can do it. And they will get away with it. Especially and when there's a million people there. Exactly. It's almost impossible to uh, to keep this from happening. It's It's just impossible. If somebody wants to make up their mind and go in there and start shooting up th- people, and I, I don't, I don't, we don't even know the details of this yeah. one. I mean, and the, the, I believe the police came out and said this is more criminal in nature than than terrorism. Um, and and who who the hell knows? If three people have been arrested, you, you don't know. You don't know how it started. You don't know if these guys had an issue with each other and then started shooting each other. You don't know if they went in there to to cause craziness or were trying. Who knows? Um, but. The point being that you're making is absolutely right. I mean, when there's a million people in in gathering, there's going to be some bad guys in there, and if they want to do something, they're going to do something. We we you know we live in a, in a city that has uh, you know surrounded by twenty twenty five million people, and if somebody wants to do something stupid in a subway, they can do it. On a bus, they can do it. On a bridge, they can do it. Uh, in a mass of people that uh, could be protesting, they could do it. I mean, it just—it's almost impossible to stop people from doing what they want to do if they can get their hands on things that they shouldn't have their hands on. Right. So I, I, uh, I yeah. I mean, it's just—I I don't know what else to say. It's just you're heartbroken. You feel uh, terribly for all these families and all these victims. And there are a lot more victims than just the people that were shot. I sure. Mean, you know. And then, of course, the family that lost a loved one. And then you read her story and you and you realize that, you know, this was a DJ that did weddings. Everybody in the community knew her. She was a chief super fan. She she died on the operating table after she was shot, shot in the stomach. And you're like, what the hell is wrong with people? I yeah. And and there's there's a million reasons why things like this happen. Uh, I don't certainly want to get into a political debate over it, but it just absolutely reminds us all that you know it could happen at any moment anytime anywhere and that's why you got to be as vigilant as you possibly can and, and realize that you know there are people out there that for some sick reason uh want to you know want to do th- something like this and and cause so much pain and anger and anguish i don't know i just i i stand there and i'm listening to the media like like pound the mayor like yesterday I'm like <laughs> What what is he supposed to do? He he's running a parade. There's a million people celebrating the greatness of the Kansas City Chiefs, and they did this twice already with no incident. It's right, and I felt bad for the police chief too. They they asked these idiotic questions like, "How am I, you're, you're literally a half an hour removed from something that's so tragic, so awful, and you have people investigating it, 
and you have you can't have answers. Well, it's straight up. They're like, who do we blame? Who do we blame? Who can, whose face can we make the the face of this so everybody can go in and crush that person? And since the, these three people are detained and we don't know anything about them, all right, let's find the police. Let's find the mayor. Let's. How did this happen? Like, who can we blame for this? And it's just it's rinse and repeat, man. It's just it's it it really is. It's just it's it's just as you said, it's heartbreaking. It's also it's sickening to me how we as a society ingest these things and then what we spit out afterwards. I just want to find out exactly who the perpetrators are, why they were doing what they did when they did it. That that's really the three questions that I want to know. Yeah. And I, I can I can make assumptions. I don't want to make assumptions. I want, as we always say here, we want facts. Um and I just uh it's just as a football analyst who was covering the, the Super Bowl, who was around all the pomp and circumstance that the Super Bowl was, it was a great week in Las Vegas. It turned out to be a really good city to host the Super Bowl. The NFL pulled it off. CBS pulled it off. And there wasn't a, I mean, there wasn't, other than, you know, an angry fan here or there about different things that happened in the game, everything else was like smooth and couldn't have been any better. Right. In, in a city that obviously lots of crazy things happen in. And you get the Super Bowl and all the pomp and circumstance that rolls in there, and it was it was a tremendous week, and and then you got uh, something like this, of course. I that, mean, that you know, I, don't, the I, I, I don't know about you. The moment I found out about what was going on, and obviously we all have our phones, so we all can see what's happening. Yeah, and we can get videos immediately and kind of like jump to conclusions if we want to. But I mean, I, I was just like, I was, I'm, I was stunned. I mean, why, why is anybody? And this is the question. Why is anybody bringing a gun to a parade, a celebration? Yeah, I mean, and I don't know what this says about any of this, but I I was not stunned at all. And I think that any time that you get large gatherings, any time that, I mean, we're in a, a, a time where I feel like every single night, I, you, if you put on the news, look at your phone every single day, there's some sort of shooting somewhere. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't surprised at all. I mean, I was d- completely disheartened about it and upset about it and couldn't couldn't like look at those images that were that were out there because it was disturbing. But to be surprised and stunned. No, I mean, I, I, I hate the fact that I have to think like that and we have to think like that. I mean, it feels like like nothing. I mean, you think about where all these shootings have happened over the last number of years from. You know, I mean, there's there's elementary schools and, and, and shopping grocery stores. I mean, it's just like, and a lot of it is bad luck for good people is really what it is. You know, and, and some people you say, like, I never thought about walking into a grocery store like up in Buffalo and being mowed down and killed. And, and that, you think that's a safe place. I mean, to me, like going to a parade like that is not a safe place today. It's just not. And it sucks that that's the case. But it is. And you try your best to avoid certain situations. You try your best to insulate your family and protect them. And sometimes that's just not good enough. It's 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 impossible. It's impossible to stop these things. And if 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 an incident like Newtown, Connecticut, didn't change things, then then an incident like yesterday is not going to change things either. And it's just it's unfortunately the reality of 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 today in america when it comes to shootings and this is i would never want to live anywhere else i love this country so much but this is this is an issue that we have it is and it sucks
And it does. And it's on the front page and, and in your face again now, yesterday. And the, the amazing thing is, is that we live here in New York City and every day there's another shooting. Yep. Every day. And these are people that somehow acquire illegal firearms. Yep. And they use them. Mm-hmm. It's like somebody selling drugs. It's like somebody who's drunk gets behind a car, goes down the wrong side of the street. I, I mean, it's it's over and over and over and over again. And I, I really don't know what the answer is. I don't either. And I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I do. And I know I that a lot of times they say, okay, you're good at complaining, but to come up with a solution. It's, it's not that easy. I mean, it is, it is a nuanced, complicated conversation. And this is where you get into the political side of things and why things are the way they are. But, I mean, you could sit here and, and make the, buying a gun impossible for somebody but the amount of guns that are out there and the, the trafficking of illegal guns to get in the hands of criminals, that is the bigger problem. You could sit here and make it impossible for a guy like me in New York to walk into a Dick Sporting Goods to buy a shotgun. But what are we doing to get the guns out of the hands of the criminals that are already out there that you don't buy at Ooh. your local Walmart? Right, no matter how tough the gun laws are, and New York City has some of the toughest gun laws in America. Exactly. I, you know, there are still people with guns that shouldn't have guns. That's, yes. that, that's the problem. 100%. I, I mean, and that, is that going to stop? How do you stop that? Are we well, it's only, on that? Right, I, currently, it's only getting worse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's only getting worse. And, and that is, uh, you know, that goes right to the people that are elected to run every one of these cities, every one of these. Um, municipalities, it, it basically, those are the people that are voted into office. Those are the people that have the policies that, you know, basically allow these things to happen. That's all there is to it. That's the political part of it. But and, the, and the reality is, is that you have victims now and you have yep. more victims exactly. that other than the ones that are just shot. Because, you know, I saw probably at least 10 interviews last night of people who saw people getting shot. Yeah. That have never seen anything like that in their lives. That is all of a sudden they're... You know, what you see in a movie is in front of your face in reality. You know, friends of yours getting shot, children being injured. You know, and I had mentioned recently the the uh, that uh, documentary of the Chowchilla kids that got kidnapped and how they are now. And that's that's a kidnapping. And they got stuffed underground for two days and how the trauma that they had at that point affected them for the rest of their lives. And they, and it just derailed a lot of their lives. So that's what I think about some of these young kids who either got shot or saw this or are a part of that. I mean, hopefully now, you know, that was back in the 70s. You know, hopefully now we have come long enough and understood what you have to do in these very traumatic situations for children to get them in the best situation that so they can go on and lead a successful life. But that's a that is a huge thing that that nobody I don't feel like is talked about enough. I mean, it's when these kids will be patched up and fine, thank God, and walk out of the hospital. It's not like let's go to the playground. No, they're, they're, I mean, what they witnessed is horrific and will have an imprint on their brain for the rest of their lives. You know, it's it's good to hear physically that they'll get through this. Yes, right. <clears throat> they're they're at that Kansas City Children's Hospital. I've been there for CF events. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a great hospital. Most almost every single children's hospital in this country. Uh, you know, is is a great hospital and 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 will handle all of this uh, the right way, both mentally and physically. Yeah. Now, I was thinking yesterday, and I'm, I'm, look, I everybody is going to handle this a certain way, and I just can't imagine what the players of the Chiefs and the owners of the Chiefs and and how they feel, and and knowing 
you know, the Hunt family and knowing who they are in that community and everything else, just the horrific feelings they must have about all of this. And I was just thinking, you know, it might think like Patrick Mahomes and maybe Travis Kelsey or go to the hospital, go see these kids. Do not take your phones. Don't put it on TikTok. Don't put it out there on Instagram. Don't take cameras with you. Go in there and see those kids and bring them jerseys, bring them footballs, do something to alleviate some of the mental anguish that they're going through right now. Yeah. And, and you're having, and listen, this is the power. And fortunately for me, I, I had that, I had that when I was playing mm-hmm. and a lot, every single player has it. That is an active player, especially a champion, especially someone like Patrick Mahomes, who is a hero to so many of those kids out there in Kansas City. I mean, quietly go in there and give them some solace of hope and, and give them something that, you know, that that they deserve. And they know? might they might have done that yesterday. They, well, at I don't some know point if they can do it know. yet, but I just I just I don't know. I just I I hope something like that happens for those families. I really do. They they have to have something that's gonna give them a reason to, you know, get out of that hospital, walk out of there and and somehow restart their life. I don't know how that's gonna happen, but you know, we all know somebody that has been a victim of something uh, along these lines, whether it's being a shooting, uh, a drug-laced overdose, um, you know, a, a drunk driver, yeah, somebody. And, and you forget the victims. Like, the victims just kind of go away for some reason. Or 9-11, you know, those families that were, uh, that were touched by that, that violence. I, I just, I don't know what the answer really is. I mean, because there's, there's two sides, and all they do is fight back and forth. Well, that's the and, that. and they can never come up with anything. They can never, you know, really have a solution because I don't necessarily know that there is one. If somebody wants to get a gun, they're going to get it. Yeah, I mean, and that's and right. There is. It's not going to change. I mean, it's gotten to the point now where I can confidently say that this is just part of living today and this point in time. It's just not going to change because there's been so many of these horrific events and it's it's rinse and repeat it's the same thing over and over again and it just doesn't change it's not going to change every time something like this happens you know they they look at who uh the perpetrators are they look at why they did what they did and they're all different sometimes there's connections and every a lot of it's different everything is different but i know one thing there is a mental health issue in most in most aspects of this you know if you're a I don't know who these guys or who these people are yet, but if you're a 17-year-old and you're carrying a gun around, I go, where did you get the gun and why are you carrying it around and what, what are you doing with it in a in a mass of uh, humanity yeah. that is there to celebrate the Chiefs parade? Yeah. Okay, can you just, I want that answer. Why is that person doing that, uh, you know, and, and how does that person come across getting one of those guns? Yeah. And and if you even if you find out that answer, you know the solution to help it not happen again is is certainly not that simple. Not you know? not in a country of three hundred and sixty million or so people. Right. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hi, Boomer and Geo on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. Jerry Recco is with us. He's got his first update of the morning. What's up, Jerry? All right, good morning. Brought to you by the Farmer's Dog. Fresh human-grade dog food delivered right to your door. Also brought to you by Jack Pocket. Order official state lottery games on your phone. You guys said all there is to say in the beginning. I'm not going to come up with uh, audio from yesterday, obviously. So I'll give you the sports end of things. Um, First things first, uh, Steve Wilk. Remember yesterday he told you that uh, Kyle Shanahan was asked about the coaching staff Mm -hmm. on, I guess this was Monday and he said, no, I expect everybody to be back. And then yesterday did a conference call with reporters. There's a couple of things yesterday that um wasn't ready to talk about yet because I wasn't sure which direction I was going to go. But I'm uh, sleeping on this for a few nights and I'm um, trying to make come up with a few tough decisions. But this morning I um, relieved Steve Wilkes of his duties. So they're in the market for a defensive coordinator. Not not shocking to me at all, Uh, especially with all the loafing and all that other stuff that was going on prior to the Super Bowl. Because the Super Bowl, for the most part, there was great effort. Mm -hmm. But if you remember, uh, Kyle Shanahan had a call timeout, I think once or twice in this game, to reconfigure the defense. Like, he was not happy with what the defense was doing. And you take a look at some of the defensive alignments that they had, especially when uh, Kansas City had to get themselves into position to at least tie the game. Um, not good. Mm-hmm. And uh, it seemed like there was a real disconnect with uh, Kyle and Steve Wilkes. And, you know, the head man won out here. But I felt like going into the playoffs that he was had the most pressure on him specifically as a coach, especially after what Detroit and Green Bay had done to him. Sure. And that was the, the bigger story is the two playoff games that they had played prior to that. The defense looked terrible. But as you mentioned, the Super Bowl, they were great. I mean, they were the best unit on the field for three quarters of the game. You go back to that Super Bowl and you look at like three or four plays that that could have been made either defensively or offensively, and you know the Forty ers are sitting here winners, probably. I, I mean, it's it's unbelievable when you think about how they lost this game. And you know, and one other thing I do want to clear up: there was a thing that I said at halftime. Now I brought this up before here on this show, and I brought it up Monday morning after the game about a potential of the center for the Forty ers being downfield. Yep. When Christian McCaffrey caught the ball behind the line of scrimmage, I don't think people understand what you know an offensive lineman downfield is. An offensive lineman downfield can be downfield and have a flag thrown on him, even if the ball is thrown behind the line of scrimmage. You know, it, the the offensive lineman 
So in this case, it's Jennings is the passer. He is the passer. Okay, not not the quarterback is not the passer because the quarterback in this case, Brock Purdy, throws the ball backward. Mm-hmm. That's a backward pass. That's not off. Now, if he runs with it, those offensive linemen can release because it's a running play. But if he throws it forward back towards the line of scrimmage, that means those offensive linemen cannot move more than a, uh, a yard and a half down the field or about a yard a little better. And in college, it's a completely different set of circumstances. College rule is different when it comes down to, um, you know, a, a guy's downfield illegally. That 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 is really close. And I will say that the center knew what he was doing. It looked like he knew what he was doing. But <laughs> I've seen plays and games where they actually have thrown flags on that. They were not throwing a lot of flags in this game. No, they there, were, there were two blatant holding calls by the, off- by the offense of the Chiefs that were never called. I mean, Nick Bosa gets tackled on one, and I think, uh, I'm trying to think of the other, I think Chase Young got tackled on one, and they didn't throw the flags. So they, they tried to let the players play this game. But I still, I still would say that that illegal man downfield is a very, very touchy thing. And, and a, lot of, you know, a lot of guys were called for that this year. A lot of teams got called for this particular play. You see, so the center can release as soon as Jennings, the passer of the ball forward, mm-hmm. is throwing the ball. So the moment he lets it go and it's out of his hands, now the center can release. And the center was out to the right because that's where the play was being, you know, uh, you know, executed at the end of the play when Christian McCaffrey runs. But it has nothing to do with where the ball is thrown from um, because you could you could you could run a a normal running back screen in the backfield. And the, how the offensive lineman, you played offensive line, right? Yes, I did. <laughs> so when the offensive lineman on a screen let a guy go, because they know that they have to get out in front of the screen to the back that's letting his guy go, and then the quarterback has to negotiate the, the pass rush. If that quarterback has the ball and he hasn't released it yet, and those wall, offensive linemen are three yards down the field, and then the ball was completed behind the line of scrimmage, there's going to be a there's going to be a foul thrown for uh, illegal man downfield because they're downfield too fast. You see what I'm saying? I do see what you're saying, yes. So I, I still, you know, it, it's very, very close. And um, when I looked at the next-gen stats set up on the computer model, I, I think the center's okay. But it, but in real time, when you're watching the play and you see Christian McCaffrey get the ball and the guy's 10 yards down the field, you're like, you know, maybe he is an illegal man downfield. But I think the NFL has refuted that, so I'm not going to get into a big argument. But to understand the rule, it doesn't matter if the ball is thrown backward behind behind the line of scrimmage. If the ball is being thrown forward behind the line of scrimmage, those offensive linemen can't leave until the ball leaves the hands of the passer. What? Yes, I know. It's a very confusing thing. And there's a lot of nuances to it. you know. And, in, and the college rule is completely different. And if the NFL adopted the college rule, uh, you know, safeties and, and, uh, and linebackers would be getting drilled down the field by right. big offensive linemen. One other thing from that game was the Travis Kelsey and Andy Reid confrontation, whatever you want to call it, where he's yelling at Andy Reid. So the Kelsey brothers did do their New Heights podcast yesterday morning. Um, I think at 9.30, I told you it was airing at the time. So here was uh, Jason telling his brother how wrong he was in that situation. People are all over this, and I i mean, I get it. I can't. You cross the line. I think we can I, both I, agree I, on I that. Can't, I, can't, I can't get 
that fired up to the point where I'm bumping coach and it's getting him off balance and stuff. When he when he stumbled, I was just like, oh, my head. Or even, like, I mean, Damn. even I mean, let's be honest. The, the yelling in his face too is over the top. I think there's better ways to handle this retrospectively. Yeah, yeah. He would go on to say, "You're right, bro." I know. I'm 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 a passionate guy. I love Coach Reed. Coach Reed knows how much I love to play for him. How much I love to be, you know, a product of his. Coaching, and then he would go on to say, "If he retires, I'm retiring." But we know he's not retiring. Thank God yet, he so. didn't fall down. He didn't. Yes, that Oof. would have been horrendous, though. That was bad enough as bad. it was. <laughs> would have been worse, no question about it. Uh, the Knicks went into Orlando last night, and basically nobody played aside from Jalen Brunson. I'm kidding, but you get the point with all the injuries that they're dealing with. Uh, and Orlando would come up with the win. And Carroll finds a spot, lines up, hits another three. He's 5 of 7 from three-point range. He's got 27 points. And I would like to point out that one of you said this, and I've noticed ever since, Mike Breen ain't missing any games. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> You I guys said are it. right. I yeah, it was definitely yeah. Boomer who said that. Yeah, yeah, Breen's there every single night now, which yeah, is well, great. I mean, of course he wants to be. They're good. I mean, you know, they need this break, man. Yeah, yes, I mean, they need a break. That's that's exactly what's happening. They had a little bit of a lull here. Injuries have a huge part of this. There's more yesterday. Bogdanovich, Steven Chenzo yep. didn't play again. I mean, what did we do? We, 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 we traded for guys that were all hurt. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe, maybe they just they just need time off. I'm not going to get crazy over it. But I will say that Orlando seems to have their number. Well, Magic are a good team, too. I mean, on top of that, they're yeah. actually not a bad team anymore. I always feel like Orlando and Indiana are like a pain in the ass to the Knicks. Yeah, they have been. Yeah, I mean, especially Orlando. I mean, they they just oh. for whatever reason they're, I mean, they don't have their team. Like it's hard, exactly, it's hard it's, it is what it is. Bancaro, by the way, was fifteen of twenty shooting last and, night. I mean, he is thirty six. Very quietly turning into a big time star. Here is uh, Jalen Brunson, who's a big time star. Good to get some time off to get healthy. I think this break is obviously good for us with our. You know, with a walking wounded right now, but um, I mean, I'm, I'm more than happy with what we've been able to do. So, um, quick reset and uh, just get ready to go next and week. And he's right. Even with the four straight losses and five of six, they're still 33 and 22 as they go into the break. We will next see them in Philadelphia next Thursday on the 22nd. The Nets were a complete no-show as they got humiliated, embarrassed, run over, steamrolled by the Celtics. 136-86 in a game that wasn't that close. Uh, Derek White had 27. I'll give you four seconds and we'll move on. Jacques Vaughn, effort against a great team. Lousy. It's too good of a team to... Uh not be totally engaged. No, they were on vacation is what they were. I mean, so listen, we, I, we, we don't love saying this guy's got to get fired or whatever. Uh, but I this mean, has been bad. This, in, the, in pro sports, when stuff like this happens multiple times and you get a no-show yeah. in a game where you're walking in. I mean, you should be inspired to play in Boston against the Celtics at the very least. They were 13-10 and 10, and they have come had a complete El Foldo. Uh, I mean... You got to do something, don't you? Yeah, you know, they just let Steve Wilkes go out of San Francisco, and they just came out of the Super Bowl. Yep. Yeah, no, I, I don't know that Jock Vaughn's going to be long for this, so we shall see. Meantime, a conversation on the Evan and Tiki show. Uh, Tiki was asked what team in New York he thinks is closest to winning a championship. Mm. And uh, as I said to Al in the warm-up show, uh, you tell me if this is good acting or if this is a natural reaction from Evan. Well, if it's not the Yankees, who then is it? To me, the only one that jumped to the top of my mind was yeah. the Knicks. Let's go Knicks. <laughs> I'm, being, I'm being serious. <laughs> hold on. Hey, you got to hear okay. me out. Wow. 
Is he okay? All right, who who acting? You mean Evan or Evan. or Tiki? No, Tiki believes it's the Knicks, and I don't know that he's far off. I no, think no, he's, he's probably not. right. That How about the Rangers? Knicks, Rangers, Yankees. I think those three teams you yeah. could all say have a chance to win a championship. Yeah, you can't you can't laugh at any of those. Like, why would you? Here, here's one for you, and this is going to pain me to say it: the Devils. Yes, yeah, I, and yeah, it I know would that. be the Devils, especially if they get Jacob Markstrom, the goalie from the Calgary. Understood. Frames. But and they're close to, to acquiring him, by the way. Which if is they, great. If they get him, oh boy, watch out. But the point is, the Knicks are in that conversation, and he laughed like a hyena. Yeah. That, that was, was definitely, one. I mean, obviously, yeah, it was definitely acting, but oh, yeah, yeah. they love acting on that show. You think they that were, was acting? They were acting on the prom. Uh, yeah. yes, are you I kidding did. me? Oh, come on. I mean, listen to this. Well, if it's not the Yankees, who then is it? To me, the only one that jumped at the top of my mind was yeah. the Knicks. Let's go Knicks. <laughs> I'm being, I'm being serious. Because <laughs> hold on, you got to hear like the Joker from Batman. Yeah, that's you not really legit. Think that could Come be on. his real laugh. No over. way. Give me a break. When he's like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> he laughs like that. I'm with you. Known him for almost 20 years. <laughs> You've never heard him laugh like that. No, no, nah, that was for effect. Yeah, and a bad one at that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? Uh, Aaron Boone met the media Wednesday. No one wants to hear from him, but he is expecting to win, hoping to win. Uh, Lenny Dykstra suffered a stroke, uh. hospitalized in Los Angeles, but reports supposedly he's okay. Um, but certainly a, a bad day for him. NHL, you got the Rangers skating with the Canadians. Devils do play the Kings. Howie Mandel has a podcast, as everybody does these days. He booked Dana White on it, and he could not have been more gracious and excited uh, and complimentary to have White there as he opened things up. You are not only an amazing businessman, you are an inspiration, you are a philosopher. The way you do business, the way you uh, conduct your business and your friendships and media is, uh, I'm, I'm jealous, And but Dana, I can't thank you enough for being here. Oh, very nice. And then uh, this is what happened next. And thank you for all the kind words. I appreciate it. I, I am so f- tired of doing podcasts. It's I- I- I'm literally done with them. I'm not doing any more podcasts. And he gets up, walks away, <clears throat> and leaves. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's 100% a work. That's It's fake. This is a this fake. This is fake? Oh, 100%. Okay. Howie Mandel has a history of, of being a prank guy. That's what he's done his entire uh, life. Okay. If you, if you, if there's stories of him on movie sets at America's Got Talent. It's what he does, and I think that they came up with this to to get attention for, for his podcast, for his podcast. <laughs> right. And I don't know how it started or came about, but but Dana White would not. It just it, the the way if you watch it and the way that the co-hosts react on video, you can tell that that they're acting. It's just more it's acting. A, this is a work. A lot, a lot of, of acting, acting these days. Oh this God. is a Howie Mandel right. prank. Was it better acting than the A-Rod Day promo? Yes, 100%. <laughs> Let me <laughs> ask you this. If we had Howie Mandel in here and I started sneezing on him, how, how would he take that as a uh, prank? He no. might stab you. Right. Yeah, he's a he's known like germaphobe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but this is this is those two guys. And it worked because most people believe I it. fell for it. Yeah, I, I, I don't... I mean... I didn't immediate. see it though. In fairness, I only heard it. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's it. There would be no reason for him to get up and walk away. I mean, listen, maybe he is sick God, of doing God, podcasts. God love. Uh, I mean, aren't you sick of podcasting, Al? I am as well. Yeah, but you yeah. wouldn't go there, sit down, and then have him introduce you, and then say all those nice things, and get up and go. That that's just another reason. Like he said, well, I'm gonna. I could just see them talking about this, like Dana White, like seeing Howie Mandel somewhere. And then Dana White going, man, I'm just, God, I've been on a million podcasts. 
this would be a great idea. You go on my podcast, I'll like flower you with compliments, and then you just get up and say, I'm sick of doing effing podcasts and leave. It'll go viral. I mean, uh, and it did. It worked. Yeah. If that's the case. Yeah. Uh, UConn beat up DePaul pretty good by like 40. Seton Hall beat Xavier last night. You got Rutgers Northwestern tonight on WCBS 880 at 630. And Hofstra at Drexel tonight. All right. Thank you, Jerry. It is Boomer and Geo coming to you live for the Built Ford Tough Studio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. All right, Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. I don't think I've ever seen the rise to stardom in sports media quite like the one of Frank Fleming, Frank the Tank of Barstool. So he was a guy that ended up on local news as he was trying to go to the Mets home opener a couple of years ago. It might have been, it was pre-pandemic, it was probably 2019 that and he gets caught on local news screaming about NJ Transit. Absolutely screaming his face off. It's a hilarious local news clip. And he ends up from that clip getting hired by Barstool to do a blog and do then a video blog, sort of complaining about stuff. Then he does reviews of sodas and everything else. And he has gained in popularity so much. And he's also on this this weight loss journeys now walking every day he's lost like 200 pounds but i've seen some unbelievable things like og ananobi as he was walking off the court before he got hurt went up to frank and gave him like a pound and a hug as frank was sitting courtside at a knicks game the most popular the knicks have been in i don't know how long and frank fleming is <laughs> sitting there getting dapped up by one of the players in courtside seats. And then, I, I have not watched this yet, but I guess he's now doing a podcast where he he walks and talks to people. And J.J. Watt, your colleague at the NFL today, decided he was going to walk with Frank. 
Okay. And he did this whole podcast of Walk with Frank. And now Mike Francesa has decided to walk with Frank. And it's an hour of the two of them walking and talking. I mean, what an incredible... You want to talk about... Now, I don't know how much money he's making at this point. Hopefully, he is monetizing this this fame that he has. He's on Cameo. Well, you I mean, want to I talk mean, to I'm, a rags-to-riches story. My Lord. I mean, it's a great story. When you think about it, you would think that Barstool would be paying him. They have to be paying him. Yeah, I... I don't know. Uh, what do you mean you don't know? I mean, I mean, he's I don't everywhere. Know. The guy is everywhere. He, <laughs> there he is. And he is like a hardcore, like crazed fan. I know they're paying him. I just don't know how much they're paying him. Well, they should, if, if they're not paying him enough. I agree. I, 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 I absolutely agree. And it really, you know, when, when people say sarcastically, well, it couldn't happen to a nicer guy. Like, I'm not saying this sarcastically. It really couldn't happen to a nicer guy. I, I, I don't know the guy. I, I've, yeah. I've talked to him several times. I actually had him crash our <laughs> Zoom meeting with Chernoff during the pandemic. I don't know if you were on that one or not, but I gave him the code to the Zoom meeting because we were so sick of these Zoom meetings. Right. And all of a sudden, boom, he popped up on the screen and Chernoff goes, who's Frank Fleming? How'd you get in here? <laughs> I was like, listen, I had to spice these things up, man. I do do not remember that. I do not think I was on that because I would have remembered that. Yeah, probably. I mean, but, oh, that was just brutal having to do those things every single Thursday. We had to sit there and do those Zoom pandemic meetings. But whatever. But anyway, I just wanted to, to shout out Frank because he's that's just it's incredible. And by the way. You know, he was a very unhealthy guy. Now he's been doing this, like, hour walk every day. And he's legit lost, like, 200 pounds. See, he should move to Sayville and win the big, biggest loser. <laughs> but he's also doing one of those pills or oh, something. Is he? Yeah, because I saw him complaining about that his doctor is out of the... I don't think it's Ozempic. It's one of those oh. like that. Yeah. A little fugazi. I mean, what's wrong with that? I mean, losing well, weight is losing weight. Yeah, but Some people do it by, you know, fasting. Other people do it no. by specialized diets. You did it by you know, eating and changing my diet, which is sustainable. Yeah, that's the right. thing, that, and that's why it's you want you don't want to do something like that. That's a quick fix, and then you you have to use it for the rest of your life. And when you get off it, then you blow up. So that's why you have to change your habits, change your life. Can you but, change your habits, change your life while you're going through all of this with the pill? Uh, I don't think so because once you, you either have to take it for the rest of your life, or you know, if you get off it, you, then you have to do what you should have done in the beginning, which is just change your diet. Yeah, I remember initially. He, he you know, I'm not saying that he looks like he's a grade A bill of health, but it looks better now than it did. Oh, um, like five years ago. Yeah, but I, you know, with those shots, someone like him, it makes sense because he was morbidly obese. But the thing that really drives me nuts about those shots is the people that like the like want to lose fifteen pounds for their vacation and they go and get these designer weight loss shots. It's like, what are you doing? I mean, you just you're pathetic. So that's the stuff that. Have that, you ever got a tan before you went on vacation? No, never. There are those people that get tans before never. they go on vacation. I've never got. But I could if you do that and yeah. you tell me I'm doing that just because I don't want to go down there and get burned by hot Dominican sun. I can understand maybe a little bit. Maybe you get a little base something. I still think it's pathetic, but a little base something. I remember I had a buddy who went to the Dominican in February. Just idiot, right? Goes <laughs> down there and decides, like, it was cloudy, he said, the first couple days there. So he didn't really get, you know, the sun. And then one day it's just bright sun. Doesn't put any sunscreen oh, on. Yeah, and good. the sun in the Dominican. I've been there. I yeah. know. It, Look at me. It is. I mean, you feel like you are 10 miles away from the sun. Yes. Very, so he's out hot, there. Very hot. 
he's out there, you know, using all the resort toys and getting in like a a kayak and doing a whole thing, having a day of his life. No sunscreen on his face. Later that night, his nose was legitimately bubbling because of the burning and the sun poisoning. Just insanity. Insanity. And you have to, like, you got to go put on, like, a full body cut. 100%, yeah. When you go out there to the wear a hat, the whole thing. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. 